So the industry doesn't seem to have followed suit with that because if it's a massive success, although you have to measure the success, did that bring a lot of money? Did that uh, have a lot of benefits and therefore values? Presumably, yes. Why are the developers still doing the same thing? Because we, we went through a like horrible experience we hear about loads of horrible experiences and it's just it doesn't change and it seems to be very particular to the uk um i I obviously i'm i'm french and we um we don't really hear about that happening so often and i work with uh, a few scandinavian companies as well and uh, the standards of building houses is so much higher so, so why does why it why does it, it happen? Well, num- number one, quite a lot of developments like the states have happened, and things have improved, but it's still a long, long way from being from being wh- where it should be, and, and why? And ultimately, I think it's because we can be quite a greedy nation. Land values here are crazy. Ultimately, everything is down to land value. So, for example, you can get so if if you if you're lucky enough to have some farmland, and it's on the edge of a town or a city and that town or city needs houses, which most towns or cities do, and you get it designated as the possibility of it being for housing, you can get an uplift, depending on which part of the country, up to 200 times the value of that land compared to what it's worth as arable or grazing grazing land, what it's worth as farmland. Most human beings take that money, and there is nothing in this country to stop somebody making that amount of money. Whereas in Holland, they've been testing all sorts of things like maximum of 25 times increases. In France, I think last time I read it was about the maximum you ever get is around 40. So what you get in the UK is absolutely a crazy situation of maybe because we're a small, tight country, but but Holland is much more tight and and less space. The Netherlands is, I mean. And, And so number one, there's that greed of land prices. And then... Once a house builder has paid that amount of money, it leaves very little else to do anything any good. Now, I'm not going to let the house builders off at all because they don't work as hard, a lot of them don't work as hard as they could to give public value. They've paid a fortune, right, and that's usually come from pension funds and investment, So, and their job is to protect that investment, well, to make that investment. And that's a greedy industry as well. You know, we expect big returns on, on your money if you, if you invest it. And then the house builders, the big ones, Persimmon, Bellway, Wimpy, get a 20% return on investment, 20% ROCE. Now, that means for every £100 they spend, they expect to make £20 profit. If you get to 10% in most businesses, you, you, you can be very, very happy. That's 20% after all wages, after, after all bonuses, all, all of that kind of stuff. The question is, does it need to be, you know, number one, does the land need to be that expensive and people make that much profit on the land? And number two, then do the builders need to make 20%? All of that does either two things. It either pushes prices up or it makes you strip the quality out. It's only, it's only two ways. And then... There is also a, a semi-monopoly situation. There aren't that many house builders in the UK, whereas in Europe there are a lot of smaller house builders who are competing with each other and the government doesn't hand out 
800 homes like it did to one developer. And, and when you've got a, a, de a development of 800, 1,000 homes, you've got no real competition because that might be the only homes that are being built in that part of town. And some people only want to live in that part of town to be near family and schools and hospitals and, and all of that. So everything works against everything works against the consumer in the UK when it comes to housing. Everything, and until there's government intervention on that, nothing's going to change. There's still, um, I, I completely agree with that. Although there's still a few developers or developing companies who are starting to change things, but they're small, um, though. They're, yeah, they're yeah, small. They're uh, small, and, they're, and it's I, great that it's happening, them, yeah. but but but. You know, and it's usually for high-end yeah, houses. What we need is more affordable housing. Just um, general middle-of-the-road pricing housing should be way better than it is in the UK, and that's what we tried to do. But if we have to be honest, we only achieved it low land value. This was this was land that was that had been left empty for 15 years in what the council called a donut of deprivation, which is basically surrounded on three sides by very low-value land. And so it was in the lowest value land in the whole of that conurbation, just about. So that means that helped us to spend more money on design and landscape. And, second, and secondly, we're in an unusual situation with the CEO of a, of a, of a house builder who wanted... The one thing I did miss out, this was his hometown. So Gateshead was his hometown, his birth town. So yeah. he wanted to also leave a legacy. So we were in a very lucky situation, yeah. you know, the chairman of a, of a company wanting to leave a legacy on really low land values at the right time, right place.